Welcome to the YFD, your future decided podcast. YFD exists to equip and inspire young adults to dream big dreams and turn them into their destiny. This is the first YFD, your future decided podcast. A podcast that's aimed at teenagers, the parents, the teachers, anyone else that works with young people that wants to inspire them. And we've got a treat this morning because we are here with Battle Beats, the music producer from York. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I was a uh, well, big question before coming was I was wondering what kind of socks does a music producer wear, and actually they're, they're fairly plain. Um, well, at the minute, they're, yeah, they're, they're plain yeah, black, yeah. but they're not the same pair. They are odd. Yeah. I never really wear the same pair of socks. One moment they're, they're this colour, one moment they're that colour. <laughs> That's me. Right then. So uh, for those that don't know me, my name's Seth anyway. I am the, the founder of YFD and um, I'm just here with Battle Beats because we're trying to get to know different people in our world that are inspiring and this man is inspiring. Let me, you know, there's so much I want to talk to, but let me just give you a quick background for those that don't know him. You know, he's, he's married to a beautiful wife. He's lived in Sweden. He's uh, recently, well, not recently, not too long ago, quit his job as a wine expert, get that, to start to produce hip hop beats for the American market. And you're how old? 25. 25 years old, it's awesome. So, first question would be really like, you're a, you're a white boy, you're coming from a place, a little village outside of York, and yet you're trying to break into the American hip-hop scene, and to an extent you've started to sell some beats and you're doing it as well, so yeah. how has that all come about? Well, I've been playing music most of my life. From an early age, I started playing quite a lot live from a young age, mm. and got a, a bit of a knack for, and love for music really. It all stemmed from a bit of an injury that I had when I was a kid, so I couldn't play rugby anymore. Um, but then started playing guitar, keyboard, and just sort of fell in love with sort of rap from an early age, and then just thought, well, I can do what they're doing on the radio, so I'm going to give it a go. Love that. So, um, musically, have you been self-taught, or you've had teachers? How's it worked? Well, for the most part, I'm self-taught. I had a few lessons on guitar early on, which sort of just opened my eyes a bit to it, but from the most part, yeah, I've self-taught myself everything. I mean, YouTube helps, but um, you know how it is. Yeah, and now, you know, you've got an Instagram following, you've got uh, a website, just give us a quick plug while you're there. So my uh, website is battlebeats, spelled B-A-T-T-L, beats.com, and my Instagram is uh, battle.24, so go give us a follow, that'd be great. Awesome. So, you know, you're, uh, like I say, incredible man, just because you've, uh, you quit your job, so you're working with posh people in a hotel, you know, I don't even think these jobs existed apart from in like 1950s kind of like black and white films where Mm. you just go around recommending different types of wine, am I right? Yeah, yeah. And you quit that, and I know you've had a little bit of work on the side now, but you quit that to to become a music producer, what's going through your mind at that time? Well, I really like drinking wine, Um, (laughs) I really, it's, you know can't drink any cheap stuff, I sound like I'm quite posh myself, but I'm not. Um, I thought it was a great job, but I didn't have time for anything. I, I was working all the time, mostly night times, because if you drink wine during the day, there's probably something wrong with you. Um, but uh, no, no, I, I just didn't have time for music, for for my wife, for life. Uh, so I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go for my dream and I'm going to just make music and, you know, so much happier, so much freer. Yeah, just love life. That's cool. So t- take it back to your school days then. A lot of the people that listen to this will be at school still, sort of 16, 17, 18, maybe a little bit older, yeah, a bit younger maybe. What were your days like? I remember school, it was good fun. I really liked doing PE, that was probably my favourite sport. And what was great about it was the teachers always inspired me to, to, to be better and to do better. And, you know, if you want to do something, put your head down and crack on. And uh, yeah, school was fun. It was a good laugh, really. I do miss the days. 
And so did you did you go on to do A levels? Did you go to college? What was your Yeah, your I did path? I did my A levels. I did uh, psychology, economics and drama, which was good fun. I think I enjoyed doing drama the most because that was a good laugh. Mm. And then you moved to Sweden. Yeah, yeah. So how old were you then? So I moved to Sweden when I was 18. Wow. Uh, moved with a few friends. We did a bit of studying. We worked in a microbrewery, which was good fun. Is that where you got your love of wine from, or was that before then? I think it maybe opened my <laughs> uh, taste to nice things, but uh, no, they were good days. So can you teach us a bit of Swedish? Uh, I can have a go, yeah. Um, what can we take what, away? What shall I say? How, how would we greet someone and say, like, hi, hey, are you having a nice day, or something like that? You'd probably say something like, hey, howdy bro. Hey, howdy bro. Which means, hey, having it good. That's how they'd say it over there. It's just oh. a bit weird. I love that. I love that. And any any like colloquialisms, any like kind of special, you know, things that only local people know that you could just drop in. That you know, the sort of thing where if we're sat at a bar in Sweden, we haven't got a clue what anyone's saying, but we can just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Swedish equivalent, as if we understand exactly what's going on. I love doing that when you go to different countries. Yeah, you, know, you just learn a few words, you ain't got a clue what they're saying. It's like, whoa, yeah. I don't know really, but there are a few words in Swedish that we don't really have a term for in English, which is the word fika. Which, okay. which means go for a coffee and a cake. It's like, do you want to go for a fika? You don't really say that. There's also a word called logum, which which means basically like average, but it doesn't mean average. It means kind of good, but not like the best and not like the worst. It's 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 one of, just one of those words you don't have a word for in English. Uh, that's cool. Uh, just to con- dispel or prove the rumours, is Sweden really for the beautiful tall people? Uh, I'd say so, yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> no regrets of moving back here then? Uh, no, I definitely love it back in England. It's where I'm from. You do miss home when you have been away for three years, so... So what have you, other, other than music, which is mainly your biggest passion, but one of the other ones is cooking. Yeah. And uh, I know, you know, you sure you wouldn't mind saying that you've had some ups and downs with it. You've worked for, you know, michelin star chef, from right in the same kitchens. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, you've had your own business that didn't quite go to plan. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that a little bit. So, yeah, primarily I worked in um, a restaurant which was owned by a Michelin star chef, which was, you know, I loved working there. Um, helped out in the kitchen as well. Uh, and it was great, you know, it really opened my eyes up to, to nice food and, to, and to, to the nicer things in life, really. And then I thought, you know, I can give this a go. I can have a go at my own business. Um, so I set up a little street food company. Uh, applied for a few pitches in a few places. But, I mean, I didn't get anything, but, you know, I went through the, the whole learning how to build a business from nothing, through talking to graphic designers, to enrolling myself as wow. a sole trader, wow. uh, to, to buying domain names and building websites and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it, yeah, it's been a great experience. I mean, it didn't work out, but it's given me tools to, to do what I do now better than what I could have done maybe two or three years ago. Well, that's awesome. Is that something that you plan to go in the future then, or, or not really? Is that, is I don't that know. Gone? It depends, really. I do, you know, I do love food and the hospitality side of things, but we'll just have to see how it goes with the beats. Yeah, come on. Yeah. So, back on the bits that didn't work, I'm just intrigued, you know, because it's one thing I've been trying to do is obviously setting up this business and telling a lot of friends about it, and I've, it's quite mixed. I've got a load of friends that, like, fantastic do it, and a lot of them are like, well, what are you, what are you doing that for? Like, come on, you're busy, you've got a family, you've got a job, you've already got a holiday let's business, um, you know, you do a lot of voluntary work, there's a lot of stuff going on. Why bother? And yet there's just something inside me that just wants to give things a go. Yeah. Like... Yeah, you just can't get past it. You know, I think, I want to I think for it. me, what was it for you? I think for me, I'm always restless. I never want to stay still, and hmm. 
I think a lot of people get too comfortable and a lot of people sort of just don't strive for things because they don't like change and change is uncomfy. And even now, if I told you to, to fold your hands, it would it would be uncomfortable. And then imagine if I said, well, fold them the other way, it would be even more uncomfortable. People don't like change. Mm. Um, you're just to try that now, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things. People, A lot of people just settle, and that's mm. unfortunately a bad part of the culture in England. But, you know, I, I'm a person who's just going to step out and give stuff a go, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but let's move on to the next thing. But it's about believing in your, in your dream and your vision and just, just going for it. And, and trying awesome. to get the support from people around you, but if people around you aren't supporting you and you know it's what you need to do, just go out and do it. So have you had support from your family, from friends? Oh, yeah, definitely. My parents are really supportive. They think what I'm doing is great. My wife's really good. She um, keeps pushing me to be better. She sometimes awesome. t- tells me things that I want to hear, but I know it's for my greater good. <laughs> but that's just my pride. It's Yeah, it's good. Yeah, definitely everyone's been supportive. But there are a few people... Not haters, but people who are, don't quite maybe get what you're trying to do or mm. don't understand where I'm seeing this vision going. But then you just got to not listen to them and just, just push on. So see, your, your business is, is interesting. It's similar to mine in that you're still running a, a job alongside it. You know, you're not taking the mega risks. You're not putting your house, you know, trying to like remortgage your house. You're not putting anyone's life in danger in terms of finance and sort of risks. You're like, what's that film with Will Smith, um, Pursuit of Happiness? Yeah. And if you've seen that, yeah. and it's like, you know, it's an awesome story, but at the same time, I just think, man, what are you doing? Mm. I shout at that screen going, come on, Dad, just get a job. Mm. And then build it slowly and then slow and slow and don't risk it. Obviously, it works out for him, but I think of all the stories when it hasn't worked out. And yet, you know what it's like to, to kind of go th- for something and but have that measured approach of, I'm going to still have a job, I'm still going to. I'm going to plow into two things at once and it's draining right but it's good it can be but it's the it's where I see myself and my vision in the future mm. which drives me so I, I might be in bed with my headphones on at one in the morning making beats whilst my wife's sleeping but it's my my passion it's what drives me to to keep doing it which is a grind but it's so rewarding at the end of it when when you see the finished result come on what is the what is the end result and what's the dream if you could uh... well It'd be meant to get some of my songs on uh, major artists' albums and singles mm. and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, I, you know, it'd be cool if I could. You know, I might start making some YouTube videos and just sort of being someone who can give back to the community, really, and, you know, just spur people on uh, and let them believe that they can live a big life as well. Well, that's cool. So one of the things you do, you talk about spurring other people on, is you do a lot of youth work and... and through music, from right through the music production, through um, performances, and there's, you know, there's two, if not three, young men at the moment that you're particularly mentoring at the moment. How's how's that going? How did you get into that? Tell us about that. When I was 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, teenager, I had I had a load of role models that helped mentor me and pull me along. Now I'm a bit older. I realised has been vital for for my upbringing and for mm. me to be turned into the man I am today. So when this opportunity came to mentor and bring these kids through through music and music production you know I leapt at it because I know how helpful those guys were to me when I was growing up but I you know if I can just give back what they gave to me to these young guys you know hopefully they can be propelled into something bigger and maybe a better 
live just from helping them with this. That's awesome. And so what do you what do you try and teach beyond the, the practicals of here's how you play guitar and here's how you drum better and here's how you twist the knobs on the sound desk and whatever else like that. What are you trying to in, instill in these young people? What's your, your messages? What's the things that you stand for? Even if it's not said explicitly, but it's what you kind of you're there for, what drives you on? I think I think a lot of it's giving them confidence, you know, especially at a young age when you're a teenager or where you're always thinking about girls and stuff like this. Mm. I think you know it's just giving them confidence that they can they can do what what they what they dream to do and you know just just being there as well because I know a lot of young people have hard times with stuff and just being there as well as not just a mentor but as a mate who can you know just help them if they've got any questions about mm. you know growing up or life or anything it's just being there as a, a soundboard as well where if they if they've got questions you know I don't mind you know giving them some advice if they need it. You tend to work kind of relationally through parents as opposed to through a, a youth program. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the lads, his dad always invites us around for drinks and for for food as well, and we built a great friendship from it. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. Like I said, there's a lot of young people listening to this, um, people that work with young people as well, but predominantly the young people themselves. Like, what did you wish that you knew at sixteen? 17 that you knew now I mean it's not that long ago for you it's not quite as old as you're not as old as me I um, would probably say but but yeah what's that thing don't stress out no just know it's going to be alright yeah you know one thing that my wife always tells me is Charlie you always just say everything's going to be alright mm. even though we might be in a bad situation it's like because everything always works out so there's no point worrying about it because you know Everything's going to be fine. You've just got to just keep going through it. And if it's not all right, then, you know, you do what you can to, to get it better. And at the end of the day, nothing so bad really going to happen, yeah. especially when you're 17. That's true. So I don't know if you've ever heard of a man called Erwin McManus. Yeah. He's a, he's a film producer. He's a, an artist. He's a church leader now, I think, out in L.A. And what I love about him is he, he once spoke at this big conference that I went to and... Um, he, he, he gave us a line, and it's, all, it's true, so true. He said, you know, so many people... And he said, I live in, out in L.A. now. I can't remember where he was from. I don't know where he was from originally, but I um, lived in L.A. now. And he said, so many people go, oh, man, I wish I lived in L.A. And he said, he, he doesn't get it, because he just looks at it like, yes, yeah, so just move it. Just come. And they're like, no, no, I couldn't, because of... And they start making their excuses and their excuses. And every time you try and break into something new, people are quick to make excuses for their lives, you know? Mm. Nowadays, people are quick to... to tell you why they can't do something and why they can't. And I love that because it's just so simple. And I get that some people that can't move for whatever reason, but most of us, we're free. You know, it's a big life ahead of us. We're free to do what we want to do. Mm. I love that attitude of just, just go and do it then. Yeah. I think a lot of people put themselves in a victim mentality where they just, where they see themselves, oh, I can't do this, I can't achieve that. Mm. Oh, I had this dream once years ago before we had kids or, you know, straight after uni or whatever. But then it's like, well, why don't you just go and do it? Yeah. Like, what's stopping you? Don't let the excuses crop up and hinder you doing what you really want to do. And then in 20 years' time, don't be bitter for not doing it because you decided that you're not going to go for it. Yeah. At the end yeah, of the yeah. day, it's like, just go for it. What's going to really... Nothing's... You know, what's the worst that can happen? That's awesome. I don't know. And that's interesting because I, I, I used to have this blockage. So, you know, growing up, I came from a really loving background, but also I was a little bit... Um, so, you know, fantastic parents, but also I was a little bit um, apprehensive about trying new things. So I tried new things as long as there was no risk to me, either like, yeah. either in physical harm, you know, like I'd never do anything out of my comfort zone physically. 
but also like in finances and life, it's just like I, I take little risks. So you know, but I never knew to do it. But up until kind of recent years, I never really had a a focus and a renewed thing. I nearly dropped out of my A levels a few times, and mm. um, that's one of the reasons I set up this business because I just thought, man, if I had someone alongside me that thought as we think now, that could pull me through, and I could have been so much further ahead of myself by now. Yeah, I could have helped so many more people, and um, it's it's a shame. But you know, th- those those times have moved on. Listen, it's been it's been brilliant to, to catch up with you to talk through stuff. We'll um yeah, we'll keep we'll keep hanging out and stuff. It's brilliant. But before we go, we want to hear some of your beats. You know, we can go and check out the Instagram page, Battle Beats. We we'll check out your website and and give it a plug. It's awesome. But it just be, I, I've heard some of it myself, and um, you know, I always joke that I'm a rapper. Um, right. But but when when I do it, I'm joking. You know, I I basically I used to working in a school and for years and years I used to tell the kids I was a rapper and then one day <laughs> I thought that do you know what I better back it up and actually make right. a rap so they've started to believe me and so um, I do a bit of rap music and you know I tell them it's true that I'm available to book for birthday parties yeah, funerals right. bar mitzvahs mm. christenings <laughs> albeit I've never had any response yet maybe yeah. I need to get a Facebook page a and take back. some advice <laughs> maybe it is and I'm quite popular in the playground do you know what I mean when I yeah. we're gonna bust a little ride? But you actually make properly good stuff, and so do you just want to talk us through? Maybe just give us one of your beats, and maybe just chat us through it, and then we'll we'll play it out as we leave. So I've got one beat which is called Groovy, which is real upbeat, real real fun sort of style. Yeah. Um, and primarily being a guitar player first, um, I thought I need to get a bit of funky guitar in it. So I got it starts off with a real nice layer of. Uh, these these chords that are ringing out and then it just sort of adds and you bring in the, the dirty trap bass and the, the kicks and the snares and it really takes off and yeah, it's just great so hope you like listening to it that's awesome we'll press play then let's go and uh, we'll, I'll catch you all next time in a couple of weeks where we'll um, have a brand new episode of your future decided podcast I hope you like this one it's been great hanging out with Battle Beats and uh, take it away
listening to the YFD, your future decided podcast. Stay tuned for the next installment, and if you haven't done already, then make sure you head over to our website at www.yourfuturedecided.co.uk.